This podcast is proudly brought to you by Paul's Strength Book, an app for everyone. For less than $2 a day, you can have full access to weight training programs, nutrition, recipes, macro calculators, video library, and you can also track all of your metrics, including weight, measurements, strength, and performance. Search for Paul's Strength Book in all good app stores now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today, like many other days, I've got a very special guest. Lisa Reed has conquered many a mountain in the world of bikini modeling and bodybuilding. She is an ICN pro and world title holder. She is a WNBF pro and world title holder. And more recently, as recent as late last year, she won the very elusive and very hard to obtain IFBB pro card. So I wanted to sit down and have a chat with Lisa about all things bodybuilding, but also get an insight into her regiment, her routine, her structure, the commitment, because I tell you what, this girl is passionate about bodybuilding and it very much comes across in the interview. So let's have a chat and a listen to what Lisa has to say about the world of bodybuilding and her journey to the IFBB pro stage. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Lisa Reed. Thank you very much for joining me. How are you going uh, today for starters? I am going good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, no problem. (laughs) I'm back from a sports Cairo appointment. Oh, okay, cool. All good. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask that. I was going to sort of open by sort of, you know, I know you're very much an individual who's a creature of habit. You like a lot of structure Mm -hmm. routine in your life. So what does a, a typical Friday look like for you? Oh, look, my Fridays are my less structured day just okay. because I don't have set work hours on a Friday. Um, every other day, it still starts the same day, though. So I wake up at, you know, 4.35, whatever it is. I head to the gym. Um, I'll do, like, steps on the treadmill normally um, to start with. Um, then I'll do my training session normally, like, come home, eat breakfast. Otherwise, Friday is my day um, to go, yeah, get that sports cryo done or, like, massages or something like that. That okay. generally will always happen, yeah. And then um, I'll come home if I do do work. That's kind of like my work day. Um, yeah, if you want a normal, like, a general normal day, though, Monday to Thursday, it's a bit different. <laughs> a bit different. Do you, so yeah. do, you, do you prioritise your training around your work or because I know obviously works relatively flexible. Yeah. You're giving you a yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, my training is always in the morning just because I've found that for me, that is when I, I mean, I enjoy it the most. I know that's just when I get the most out of it. If I train in the afternoon or something like that, mm-hmm. I am just not quite as energized Um, and just not, yeah. Really, I, I just love training in the morning for me. I love setting up my day, waking up, doing that. When I'm in prep, like it even starts earlier because I'll do posing in the morning as well. Like I'll do, you know, more, more time doing steps and stuff like that. Cardio though, no, that was always in the afternoon. Um, I didn't enjoy doing that in the morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So you'd, go, yeah. you'd make an effort to go back to the gym in the afternoon. I would go back in the that, afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, okay. No cardio in off season at the moment. So no, no. Hey, yeah. happy days. Yeah. <laughs> One trip to the gym. Yeah. All right, well, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much for giving up your time uh, this morning. And, you know, I thought it'd be a great opportunity now that things have settled down. You're sort of, you know, several weeks past your season. Um, yeah. 
that we can uh, maybe have a chat about not only your recent success, as I said, off mm-hmm. camera, but also I wanted to sort of delve back several years because you've been in this sport now, what, 10 plus years, I think. Is that correct? Uh, I did my first show in 2014. So 14, it's coming so up in, in September. It'll be 10 years. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, you know, obviously you climbed a lot of mountains in that time and, and had yeah. some tremendous success, but take me back because I know your sister's still involved in cheerleading. Is that your yeah. background too? I know you were a dancer yeah. as well. So you did yeah. some cheerleading as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I was a dancer. So mum um, put us, like, me and my sister both into dancing. I think I was, I was four, I think four or five. Yeah, when I started. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and that was essentially all I did. I didn't do any other sports or anything like that. So for me, all of my sport, all the physical like background, it was just purely dancing. Um, all in my early, you know, the early days, all throughout school and stuff like that. It was very focused on ballet. Was like my main focus. Um, as well as I did, you know, jazz, tap, all the other stuff as well. I kind of went to Melbourne a few times because I was part of the like Australian ballet, like the interstate program that they kind of had. So I was quite serious about that. So ballet and bodybuilding are like <laughs> a little bit different. When <laughs> hey, you Arnold did it. That kind of happened. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did that. And then as I kind of got older, once I turned 18, that's when I kind of started to um, do more like professional kind of. So I started, I moved into the cheerleading and then I was part of a bit of a dance agency as well. Um, just a side kind of hustle um but yeah I did that I loved it I did cheerleading for I think it was like seven or eight seasons I did that for is that um, NBL was that basketball NBL yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that was basketball yeah, yeah. so the, the Cairns team there so I did that and then I kind of stopped in like 2018 um it was kind of like not like my focus is 100% on bodybuilding right now like I could yeah. kind of even feel like Everything was getting harder dancing, like me trying to jump and kick my legs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of when I stopped. When I was like, no, like I knew I had to prep during that season. I was like, yeah. no, nah, my competing is my hundred percent top priority. And yeah, that's, so yeah. what? So what? How did you come across bodybuilding then? Because obviously, back in two thousand fourteen, it's nowhere near the beast it was. Yeah, so I did know. you stumble across a, a poster in the gym, or you know, how did that sort of? Transition. Yeah, so exactly. So it was, I think I'd only even just got so like an Instagram account by then. So obviously it, there was nothing on social media or anything like that. I didn't know anything about it. Yep. Um, I had done a gym challenge, just one of the, you know, like eight week kind of gym challenges. I did oh. that first and I loved it. Like I fell in love with that process, having that goal, having something to stick to. I'm obviously quite competitive as well. So for me, it's like I went from someone who I used to hate waking up in the mornings. Like I was such a night (laughs) owl. Like I started to wake up early to go to boot camp and then I go back in the afternoon and, you know, had a meal plan and I loved it. And then when that finished, I was like, oh, like I want to do something like this again. And then my partner at the time his sister um she had actually just started to do a bodybuilding prep so I kind of like switched my attention to her and I was like what's she doing so I was kind of like watching what she was doing and I was like I, I want to do that too and so I pretty much like asked who her coach was messaged her coach and we literally started prep straight, <laughs> straight away oh, oh wow my first show so yeah there was no off season I like I mean no uh, foundation season or anything yep. like that. Like I hadn't even done, had followed like a strict, like a weight training program at that stage. It was just all group classes, like functional training classes and stuff like that. So don't do what I did. Um, but, <laughs> but you don't yeah, know what you don't know, right? No, exactly. I mean, that's how, that's how I got into it. And so oh, wow. I hadn't seen any shows. Like I even remember trying to find stuff online, like trying to look on YouTube for videos and stuff like that of what yep. cruising looked like and, 
yeah, <laughs> it was a bit of a different world back then. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So what, yes. so what was your first show? It would have been an IMBA show maybe in Townsville? It was an A and B in Townsville. A and B, okay. Yeah, yep. Yep. so I did A and B in Townsville. I couldn't do the IMBA that year. I had a wedding. I mean, these days if I have a wedding, I've missed weddings before to compete. But, uh, <laughs> hey, priorities, right? Yeah. Not back then. Uh, so I did that one. And then I also did another one in Cairns. They just had their own little federation kind of thing oh, in yeah. Cairns um, around. So, yeah, that was my first show. So it was a 12-week prep for that first yeah. one. Um, I went straight into fitness. I know a lot of girls start in bikini, but I was obviously way too small, did not have enough muscle, but I was way too lean to do bikini. So um, I was very sure. So I did that and I didn't place. <laughs> Clearly, I was too small. <laughs> nice. We've all been yeah. there. Yeah. That's how it so, so obviously you got the the taste for it. You enjoyed the process. You enjoyed the structure. Yeah. But, um, yeah. What happened after that? Because obviously you've yeah. been several times since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, those comps, I think, were two weeks apart from each other. Hmm. After I did the, the second one, I went overseas the next day for five weeks. Um, <laughs> again, yep. Did that, um, but I loved it. So that honestly, just even just that first show when I didn't place, it really already, I was like, oh my God, I love this. Like I loved it. I mean, especially coming from a dancing background, for me, just getting the opportunity to be on stage again and stuff like that to show my hard work. And there's a lot of similarities. Like, you know, with dancing, I would practice, rehearse for months and months and months for a two-minute routine at like an Estedford. Same sort of thing. Like, whereas this would be the same thing. You'd prep for, you know, months and months and months just to go on stage for a few minutes. So they're obviously a little bit of like a lot of similarities. And yeah, I loved it. And then after that, I then kind of was like, I love this. Like, I want to win. Like, you know, it obviously, (laughs) it it changed a lot from there. So I, again, didn't have a coach um, in that off season. Like I only pretty much was with him through the prep. Again, I didn't have the knowledge back then that, you know, that is where you're going to make all of the improvements um, in the off season. But I knew I wanted to do straight away. Like I knew that I wanted to do another show. Yep. So I did the next year. Um, I did like the AMB. I did, um, that was my first Tropic show um, as well that year. And That was 2015, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I think you competed against Morning. In that yes, year. I did. In Angels, I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, and then from there again, um, again, I got more of a taste for it. Really, really liked it. But again, I still, I wasn't really with a coach for that off season. But then I, um, that's when I found Joey um, okay. as well. Yeah. And then from there, it just, yeah, I've done four or five seasons, four, five, four seasons since then. So nice, unreal. Yeah. So once you obviously got a little bit of a taste for it and you understood yeah. the process a little bit more, understood the the um, geography of the landscape, you know, was, yeah. was IFBB always on the table for you or was it a case of just let me just get to the top of the podium first, get some success and then see what's what? Yeah, up it was definitely a, I mean, to me, IFBB was something that, like I wasn't even going to do like for yeah, me, I reach. remember someone asking me and I was like, I'm not on PEDs. Like yep. I don't have fake boobs. Like, no, I'm not doing it. Like that yep. was my, I was very close minded. And that was, you know, that was just my, I suppose, limiting belief about myself at that time um, that no, like I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it definitely was a matter of me, like climbing the, like climbing all the ladders. So like, I wanted to get my first win, my first overall win. I wanted to get my first state win, national win, Pro card win, like there are a lot of steps that I kind of wanted to climb. Um, but then obviously, you know, maybe like from t- 2017, it kind of started to become like, oh, like I used to pay more attention to it, but I still had a lot more steps that I wanted to climb before I even like looked at that essentially. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the, the ICN 
uh, pro card was the first one you won, wasn't it? Sports model? Yes. Is that right? Um, no, fitness. 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 Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. you won the world title on the Gold Coast. Yes. At 18, 2000. That was the same year. Yeah. Same that year. was the same okay. year. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember. I was actually backstage at the time, and I remember you coming off stage having won. And uh, yeah. I, think, I think Nelson captured a really cool moment. Yeah, Joey. Joey and obviously, yeah. that showcase is just the level of, I guess, passion that you had because you you won. You're best in the world. So, you know, yeah. can you sort of walk us through those moments after you know? Because you've obviously dedicated your life since the first one to that point. Yeah, yeah. Won yeah. the tree. You've won that moment. You know what? What's it? Yeah. Yeah, that was such an incredible moment. And to be honest, I didn't have expectations for that show. Obviously, everyone goes into the show wanting to win. Like, of course, of I course. wanted to win. But um, back then, too, I know the pro shows are a lot smaller. Like, I mean, they have been the last couple of years. But back then, yeah. I think there was like 15 of us, I think, in my division. Um, And I remember even telling people, like, don't expect anything. Like, don't expect anything. I mean, me, I really wanted to. Like, yeah. I wanted to. But yeah, and it was, like, definitely a bit of shock, like, very much shock. I didn't really know, um, you know, even throughout, didn't really get moved much, like, in the division, like, just had no idea. And I was honestly just having the best time on stage first because, <laughs> again, it was in the Gold Coast. All of it, like, so much, like, many of our team members were all there. They were so loud. Like, I listened back to the videos and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, my mum was there. Like, it was just, I was just having the best time up on stage and then when Jason called my number yeah it was definitely like probably a little bit of a shock um you know like got up got you know the sash blah 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 and then yeah coming down and then yeah Nelson did capture that moment with Joey and it was just yeah that was such a such a really 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 special moment and did kind of again I mean I'd had moments before that that had had really like cemented that you know I'm on the right track like I can really really do this um but yeah that was just another moment when I was like okay, wow, that was the next thing that I wanted to tick off again, like on my thing. And I've done it like really like soon, like straight away kind of thing. So, Definitely. yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned <laughs> that your mum was at that show. I know your family yeah. would watch you often. Yeah. Is, yeah. Do they um, completely understand the, the world of bodybuilding? Because I know, speaking from my own personal experience, my parents yeah. have come and watched me, but they don't really get it. So yeah. do your family sort of embrace it and understand the dieting and the training and the commitment and the yeah. say, selfishness of it? Yeah, absolutely. They do. I'm very, yep. very lucky. I mean, obviously not at the start. It was, I mean, I suppose it was a whole new world for me. So a yep. whole new world for them as well, Um, you know, me doing that. And I actually moved back home for about two, I, I was home for one prep. Like I'd moved back home. This was back in 2015, I think it was. Mm. So I guess they even got to see more of it. Um, it and yeah. They were so, so helpful and supportive. Like my mom, if I'd be at the gym late or something like that, like I'd be like, oh, can you cut up my sweet potato and measure it or whatever? Like <laughs> she would do it. So they were very, even on, I remember like in my early, early days, like obviously it was foreign to them, but they definitely just supported it essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mom used to come with me, like, even my sister as well. Dad works like a lot as well um, during seasons when he can't really take time off, but he's been to, um, you know, when there was like a can show. Um but I remember being at Christmas, um, Christmas one day when I was on prep and I was obviously, you know, weighing out all my food and stuff like that. And, um, you know, there were other people there and they were kind of like, oh, like it's Christmas, like it's one day, like what are you doing? And my parents were both just like, we're so proud of you. Like, look how strong you are. Like they they were just kind of like, they kind of know and they just, yeah. So I'm very, very, very lucky in, in, in that regard that even though they're not in the world and they don't really understand it or anything like that and they definitely don't go to the gym and blah 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 but yep. 
Yeah, I think they definitely know the amount of time and commitment and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that does go into it. So they just let they just let me be me, really. That's awesome. No, that's yeah. really good because obviously, you know, you, I've I've seen it firsthand as a coach where even partners sometimes don't get it or they yeah. don't fully buy in. So you know, it's really good that not only you know we know Joey's obviously heavily involved. Yeah. From, from your family perspective, there's no resistance or, you know. No. And even with like my, like my close friend group, like again, none of, I obviously have a very strong close friend group here who are involved in the industry, but sure. my friends from back home, like they, they weren't. And they've always been like so supportive, like to me too, always, like always, you know, they would come to watch my shows or if I was out and, you know, I'm just having a Pepsi Max instead of having drinks, like they never once made me feel guilty. They never once pressured me. Like they were just always just, so supportive even though they weren't in that world so I definitely do have to you know say thanks and just like to those people because maybe a lot of my success does come because I've had just such supportive people around me as well um you know not really providing any resistance to kind of you know what I wanted to do and achieve so I'm very lucky (laughs) no that's good that's good you've got a really strong circle which obviously Mm -hmm. provides I guess a cement in terms of you you know having success really because you're not worried yeah yeah about you That, that that sort of segues really well into um, your off season because you're obviously in that now. You've had several over the years. Yeah. How does that look in terms of your adherence to your plan and your program and stuff? Will you, you know, go out for the occasional meal? Will you have um, an alcoholic drink? Like, uh, is do you provide yourself with a bit more flexibility, or are you fairly regimented in your approach in the off season as well? Yeah, look, I feel like as the years have gone on, the kind of line between prep and off-season has just become, like, way more blurred. Like, um, just when you're, um, you know, so immersed and involved in the industry and stuff like that like I, I live and breathe this this lifestyle so it's just it's very very similar um do I allow a little bit more flexibility yes but I'm also extremely extremely regimented still so when it comes to my training um you know I will never miss a session at all like if I'm away or something like that I'll work around it I'll do an extra session the week before or find a gym or something like that so it's just as my years have gone on I just know how important it is to stay regimented with it the like the whole time through off season, like that's where all the improvements are made. So I don't want to get to a prep at the end of prep and, you know, not achieve what I wanted to and think, oh, well, I kind of took a piss in the off season. Um, in saying that, do I allow my flex myself flexibility? Yeah, of course. Like I still, um, the, I mean, firstly, like the benefit of being on following macros and stuff like that is that I can fit things into my day and I'm in a surplus. I've got a lot of calories. So, you know, if I want to go to a date night with Joey to like grilled, I could easily just track that. So it's still in my macros. If I want to get fish and chips or something like that, like it's still easily trackable. Um, But then we will also like if we go on a date night to a restaurant or something like that. Yeah, that's a free meal. Um, do I think about the rest of the day though? Yeah. Like I ensure I hit my protein for the rest of the day and um, I may like, you know, cut back my carbs and fats and stuff like that um or if it's like a wedding or something like that um yeah so i'd say if you're talking about adherence to my macros like 95 percent for the whole prep i'd say something like that just allowing those yeah those few occasions and then when it comes to alcohol i am i don't really enjoy drinking alcohol so i barely drink it ask joy i'm terrible at it i'll it'll take me three hours to drink a glass of wine um (laughs) but if it's a special occasion yeah but it's very very okay yeah Yeah. cool so, in regards to um, that world title, ICN world title, the next mm-hmm. step for you was obviously WMBF. Now, was that mm-hmm. the same year or was that the year after that you went overseas? Yeah, that was the same year. So same that year, was, so... Yeah, that was three weeks after. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, then you went mm-hmm. and you competed in bikini? Fitness. Bikini. 
Yeah, yeah, they don't took out the world title and, and won your pro mm. card in the same yeah. same instance. Yeah, so that's that's a yeah. big deal. Yeah, that was, where was that? Uh, that was in the states somewhere, obviously. Yes, that was in LA. LA, cool. So talk us through that. Yeah. Was that your first time competing overseas? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so take us through that experience because obviously getting to LA, we're talking, you know, obviously ten plus hours of travel, yeah. accommodation, yeah. different different environment, different time zone, food, all the yeah. bits and pieces. Yeah. yeah, walk us through that. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was such a fun experience, like, yeah. for sure, like, getting to do that first um, WMBF show. Like, I kind of wanted to. Since I'd signed up with Joey and I'd seen his clients kind of go the year before, I was like, yeah, I want to do or the two years before, I think. I was yep. like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, did that. And... Um, yeah, so obviously he gave us um, all... The, he had quite a few of us. I think that was about... Mm-hmm. Six or seven. Yeah, there was quite a few of us. Um, anyway, so we all obviously got like the plan that he has and it's kind of split into um, time. So like when you're, you know, six hours into your flight, this is what you're eating. When you're, you know, five hours into your flight, these macros you're eating, like certain water, blah, blah, blah. So it was all kind of set out for us. So it was honestly like quite easy, like no real issues with the flight mm. um, because it was in LA. We didn't have to worry about you know, any layovers or something like that to like yep. the next flight. It was just, I was already in Brisbane um, at that time because I'd stayed in Jerry for a few days before that. So it was just literally just like the one flight. And then we arrived That's and cool. we arrived at like 6 a.m. So essentially it was just like the start of a new day. So that was really easy. I didn't really like my body, like I don't really get fluidy or anything like that. Um, not when I'm that lean anyway. So there was no real stresses for me like once I arrived about needing to kind of, like, you know, a bit of fluid and stuff like that. So that part of it was pretty yeah like just went pretty smoothly essentially um we stayed in a house with I think there was um me and two other girls who competed and another girl so there was four girls and Joey was also there so it was so much fun just getting to do that getting to prep for a few days train at Gold's Gym you know go to Whole Foods and all the Walmarts and stuff like that so it was it was just a it was really really fun we went to Universal one day went to Lakers game the other day um yeah it was it was fun. <laughs> How good. How good. Yeah. And and the show they experienced, because obviously WM <laughs> Worlds has a reputation for running well into yeah. the world, right? So they, they yeah. sometimes finish at 2 a.m. or even later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you find that that whole experience? Yeah. It was um it was a long day. It was a very, very long day. I was the last person on stage. Um, oh wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because the bikini overall, as always, bikini class. Um, yeah. So I mean it was it was a cool experience because for me, um, there was so many different, you know. Um, girls from different countries and stuff like that. So, you know, getting to be backstage, um, that was really cool. But it was a very, very long day. So they split it up. It's obviously split over to in, into two days now. But back then, um, it was split up into pros and amateurs as well as pre-judging and finals. Right. Um, so the pros were first. So it was all the pros in the morning. And I was obviously there because we had a team there and we did already have, like, um, you know, pros. So we had to be there, like, early. So I was there from the start, like, I don't know, it was 7 o'clock or something like that in the morning. Um, um, all the pros did their pre-judging and then it was time for our pre-judging. So we didn't get on stage for our pre-judging until like five or six o'clock in the afternoon. Like, oh, wow. And that was just the amateurs pre-judging. Like that wasn't what? even finals. So <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it was, a long day. It's, I mean, it it's a long, long day, day in general, just in, yeah. you know, in a show in Australia because you're waiting around for several yeah. hours. But that's a, yeah. that's a, you know, yeah. 14-hour day or something. So Yeah, because you think about it, all the bodybuilders and all that, they all have their routines. Like it wasn't – now it's only like top five who do it. Back then okay. it was every every single competitor does it. So yep. it was like routine after routine after routine. Anyway, so then 
they obviously did all their prejudging. We did our prejudging. Then they all needed to come back on stage for panels um, and then back on stage. So I think I had like a nap in the auditorium at one <laughs> stage. Um, but then, I mean, showdays I get very excited as well. So then I'd be backstage like, yeah. So I didn't get on stage for my, like the finals round. It was like one thirty in the morning or something wow. like that. I think by the time I actually got off stage, um, like after the presentations and stuff, it was like 2 a.m., um, so it was a long day. <laughs> Did you find um, it challenging to sort of get get the enthusiasm and the energy back up again? Uh, no, because I was very enthusiastic. Like okay. I love show day. I thrive on it. So for me, like, and obviously after prejudging, I knew that I was in the mix at least. Like I knew okay. I was in the top four, that kind yep. of thing. So I think I was just like, just super excited. Like I love show day. Like Joey always used to tell me like, you need to stop running around and being <laughs> now, like if I get up for a second, he's like, sit back down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off your legs. Yeah, literally. Um, so I didn't have any problem, but I know for a lot of people it was, yeah, it was definitely a long day. It was more just me being impatient, like, I just want to get on stage, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you went out for, obviously, um, you know, the awards and they mm. you, you won, right? Mm-hmm. You took out yeah. another world title. How, yeah. how, how was that moment? Because that's like WMBF is obviously the biggest natural fed in the world. Yeah. So it's a yeah. pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. There's like, a, again, I love the photos for me yep. because in, in those moments, half the time, it's so much happening. So I love when they kind of capture the moments. But yeah, there is a moment when I kind of found out, um, which is one of my favorite photos again. Um, yeah, that again was just like, obviously going into that show, I didn't know what to expect. It was my first overseas show. But on that step, I, when I'd be doing my cardio, like all I was envisioning was like winning my pro card over there, like winning that title. So that's what I just was envisioning the whole time. Um but yeah, but then even like back backstage looking at all the girls, I was like, oh God, like I'm in trouble here. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, really not knowing. So it was, yeah, it, it was definitely like a surprise for sure, but it was amazing. And again, the moment kind of when we, we got off stage and then kind of go, got to go back and like hug Joey, it was, yeah, that was really special. And then obviously my family and stuff like that all watching, you know, back home as well. So then getting to kind of call them like after, yeah, it yep. was, yeah. That's Very exciting. That's so cool. so <laughs> yeah. you've obviously you've conquered the ICN world title and pro card. You've mm-hmm. conquered WMBF. Yeah. When, at what stage did you go? You know what? I I think I can I can tackle IFBB. Yeah. So I'd say from like 2018. So that year, I knew yep. that I wanted to. Mm. Um, for sure. Um, I did want to tick off the um. WBF Pro went off first, which mm-hmm. I was in prep for in 2020, but the events in 2020 meant that didn't happen. Um, that was like my initial thing, but the, from, from that 2018, it was definitely when I was like, oh, like, I do want to do this. But again, I knew like I needed more time still. So, but when you talk about then like 2019, I remember watching like the Olympia in 2019 when Issa Puccini won and I was just like, yeah, wow, like. I was just so in awe of her, so in awe of him. And I, I like, I knew a hundred percent I wanted to do it. Yep. Um, it was going to happen. And it was just kind of a matter and a matter of like when I could do it because I, I mean, I'm very competitive. Like I don't do it just to, just to go on stage. I obviously love it. Like I'm so passionate about it and I yep. love the process, but I also still wanted to, wanted to like the first time I stood on the IFB stage, do it knowing that I belonged and that I, you know, had the ability to kind of still be competitive and, you know, yeah, belong on that stage. So that's why it just kind of was just grinding, grinding, grinding until 2022 when I finally stepped on that stage. And Joey was like, yep, you're ready. How <laughs> yeah, good. 
Yeah. yeah, and you did well on that in that first IPB season, right? I think you got yeah. seconds. Is that right? I got four seconds that season. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right in the mix because they only top place top three in all yeah. the fits, right? Unlike yeah. some of the other natural fits. So that, yeah. that obviously must have inspired you. Go, you know what? I'm 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 ready for this. I belong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, honestly, like the second that like I. The second my footy at the state, like the yep. second I got on there that first time and got to do my routine, I was just like, I am home. Like to me, okay. it just felt like home. I was like, this is where I belong. Yep. Um, and yeah, from that moment, it was like, yeah, I'm just going to. I mean, I already was giving everything, but giving yep. more, <laughs> just like focusing my 100, percent you know, dedication and stuff like that. It just cemented that yes, the IFBB is the exact journey and path that I want to go down. So, yeah. was there any um? Any doubts in your mind, given that it is an untested fed and you're obviously a natural mm. athlete and, and obviously quite proud of that? Um, it, it, was there any doubt given that you may be up against enhanced athletes, you know? Yeah, I, I did experience a lot of doubt that first prep for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. I was still enjoying it, but I, I remember having like a couple of conversations with Joey and being like, like, am I too small? Like, like it, there definitely was like doubt in there, and I, but I just knew that. I had put in the time, I put in the work, um, and I just really just wanted to see, yeah, where I stood out, where I belonged. I tried not to put too much expectations on myself um, for that. Again, I still really, really wanted to do well. Um, But, yeah, did I experience that? For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So fast forward to season B 2023. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, you did states nationals and then you went overseas so mm-hmm. walk us through that experience because there was a lot of i guess um ups and downs in that season shall we say given you probably had heightened expectation in terms of mm-hmm. or maybe put a, a lot of pressure on yourself to to do better than the previous IFBB yeah. season so you yeah. know you I, I was at both of those the states and nationals with clients and i watched you compete so you won yeah won the states but not the overall they're right. You've won that, all your divisions at nationals, but not the overall. But yeah. you're obviously <laughs> incredibly close on all yeah. occasions. So yeah. talk us through that because obviously you must have known you were pretty damn close, given the, yeah. the results in the um in the early divisions for both shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the nationals, do you mean? You yeah, well for both going for from both. states yeah, yeah, to yeah, nationals. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of, it was yeah. almost a mirror image of what happened for both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, after like 2022, when I got all those silvers, like I was just like. I am going to do everything in my power to make mm. these goals. Like, I don't want, like, I really want that gold and I really, really did. So, yep. yeah, when I got to States, um, I obviously won my novice division and won my, um, open division. I won the posing award as well, um, yep. that year. Um, so yeah, once I kind of, and I'd beat, you know, like, for girls who kind of beat me at nationals, like, you know, the year before. Um, so that was really, really good. I obviously loved the state show, like, like with all the Queensland girls. Um, you know, and, but I really wanted that Queensland overall. Like, <laughs> for me, I wanted the posing award. I wanted that crown, but I wanted that Queensland overall. Yep. Um, and yeah, just down on that. <laughs> um, after speaking to a judge, like, I know, like, I, yeah, I got second in the overall. So I yep. knew that I was close to it. Yep. Um, so that was like, I was still so excited though. And so happy with the fact that um, I had got the two golds because mm-hmm. um, that is really what, like what I wanted. Um, but yeah, of course that's a bit disappointing. Like, damn, I was so close to getting that overall. But anyway, it's fine. We've got nationals. Like, and I had um, three weeks in between as well. Right. Normally like, like the last show, I only had a week between. So I was like, cool, got three weeks in between. Um, so yeah, went into nationals as well. Um, did you get feedback from the state show, the judges? Were you able to? Yeah. 
Mm, um, not like as much in terms of my physique. Like it was more pretty much just like don't change anything. Um, okay. you know, st- stage pressure and stuff like that was all good. Like blah blah blah. It was just like one judge kind of said, "Oh, I'm not sure about the lipstick and like the bikini color." Okay. Um, but yeah. So, but then I managed to kind of speak to another judge like just before it, and um, it was mainly just obviously that I was just smaller essentially so right. yeah philip who won like she's got a very impressive physique she's a lot taller like a bit more muscle and stuff like that so um yeah we did get a little bit leaner though just because we were looking at all the other overall winners um and stuff like that and they were quite lean we didn't want to go too hard for that state show because especially um you know the season before they were going that bit more softer look so we didn't really want to push it too much i love nope. getting lean so i was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, was like push um and we did um which was good just refine my posing and stuff like that a little bit as well of course just to make sure that you're you know every little one percentile just to make sure that you really are coming in better so definitely did that with my front pose a little bit um and then yeah like I knew the nationals class was gonna be tough like I yeah I knew yep so I won my novice class um but then like my open class was yeah it was tough and then we had um they did another top two call out as well in the open class as well Mm -hmm. um so I was so nervous when they were doing like announcing those awards. Like I was ex- uh, like so nervous, like more nervous I think than I've been in any of my other shows because <laughs> I really wanted that open win. Like I really wanted to be in the overall to be able to have that chance to go for that pro card. So yeah, luckily that did go my way. So I was very very excited to get that gold as well. Um, and then yeah, then it went to the overall, um, which was yeah five of us in there and from obviously I didn't watch it myself but from what I've heard from a lot of people it was like the strongest and most competitive kind of overall like that there'd been um how tough it was so yeah I missed out again <laughs> but you know what like uh, did you have because obviously you went on to compete overseas at a couple yeah. of shows and you know we, yeah. we all know the ending but we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that in a sec was that <laughs> preconceived because obviously your ambition was to secure that pro card right so yeah. did you have in place a plan to go to multiple shows post the nationals, assuming that you weren't going to win just as a bit of a plan B. Yeah. That was in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it was kind of like a bit, bit bittersweet. I suppose like it was disappointing knowing how close I was like that was tough, but it also meant that I knew I could compete overseas. (laughs) So, you know, it was kind of like, okay, like I missed this, but I get to compete overseas. And for me getting to do amateur Olympia um, was another goal and dream that I've kind of had for many years. So It obviously meant that, yeah, that I I got to do that show. So I had, um, obviously everything was booked and we were going to the Olympia after that, all of that. So all of it was booked. It was just going to be, if I wear my pro card, well, cool. I wear my pro card and then we just get a holiday. Um, And then Joy obviously have to be there later for like clients anyway. Um, So all I really needed to do was I'd had everything. Actually, no, I'd even booked my hair. I'd booked everything. I kind of knew the fact that, well, if I wear my pro card, I was going to lose that money and, Hair and makeup over in America with the conversionary is very expensive. <laughs> but that was like something, oh, well, if I win my pro card, yeah. I just yeah. wanted to ensure it was all booked so I had good times, like blah, blah, blah. So I didn't really have to do anything. Like everything was all set in place anyway. I just hadn't registered yet. So, um, yeah, all but all booked my tan. So, yeah, after that, I was like, okay, got to book my tan, got to register. But everything else was kind of all ready to go for me for um, Amateur Olympia anyway. The shows after that, I hadn't booked as much, but okay. I'd had a com- accommodation that I knew I could um, had flexibility mm. with um, that was booked as well. But, yeah. Unreal. So to take us into the, the Amateur Olympia, the, I'm going to, because I've never been, I'm, and mm-hmm. that's the, the official Olympia, the, the pro yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm going to assume and excuse the pun, it's like, you know, 
the the shows over here on steroids pretty much it's just bigger <laughs> yeah. and better and bolder and lighter and more energy and atmosphere and all the sorts of things yeah it was like massive like there was how many like nine bikini divisions or something like that wow like, okay there was, a lot. there was a lot of us bikini girls um yep. yeah like i remember when they'd kind of moved us into the marshalling area yeah just everywhere <laughs> is that overwhelming because um, obviously they're all gunning for a pro pro card yeah too. yeah um not as much i was more in my own world i think i was okay, more just like cool. focused on myself and pumping up yep. myself and yeah i mean i had two of the other aussie girls as well who i'd become like friends with and stuff like that so i had like my little like group as well but when it kind of went back there we were in our own divisions and stuff like that so it was very much just like focusing yeah on that so um yeah it, it was big like the way everything's run and organized and stuff like that is like top tier obviously they do it it's their job they do it every weekend like all those if they're at the mpc shows or the ifbb shows um you know they're there so that part of it yeah was very good all the tanners and stuff like that it was all just so smooth because they yeah they just do it every week like yeah 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 um i mean we didn't really know like stage times and stuff like that that was all a little bit of a guess um we didn't get like running orders and stuff like that like we kind of get all we knew was a division order that was essentially it um so we didn't know how many divisions there were in all the other categories like you know oh i don't know you know at least bikini i knew because i knew what high class i was in but yeah the other stuff not so much um they kind of knew the judges obviously again because they do do it so long we weren't on stage for like as long as say, you know, the shows in Australia. So mm. in that regard, like, I mean, I loved Australia because I got, we got so much stage time. Like that overall, we were on stage forever. Like that, the open class, like we were on stage forever. Whereas they kind of, they're so good at it. They know exactly what they want that it's just like, yep, 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 yep. Like, you know, wow. here, 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 this call okay. out, like whatever. Um, yeah. And so how'd you go on that show? Talk us through the, the result. Yeah, I got second in that show. Yeah. Um, but you can only so, do an open class, right? You weren't yeah. eligible for novice anymore. There was no novice anyway. Oh, okay. Um, over there, they only had masters. Um, okay. and then yeah, and then open. So, I got second. So, which I know when you think about it, like amateur Olympia, you got second at the amateur Olympia, like a world international show. That's amazing. But I was disappointed. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna I lie. Understand. Yeah, of course. Yeah. As you start, you keep yeah. saying you're very competitive. Yeah. Yeah, and I think also coming off like I like all the other wins and stuff like that, and then I knew like yeah, then I was like, damn, like I don't get to fight for it in the overall. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was happiness, but it was also kind of like yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. But it, the the story's not over yet because then you obviously no. tried to go to the Bahamas of all places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing too is obviously America, they have shows all the time and all yes. like a lot more pro qualifiers and stuff like that. But, um, we can only do shows like as Australians, like if they're, um, the, oh, I've just literally forgotten the name of it. I've just blanked. Um, worldwide, sorry. Okay. Um, the NPC worldwide. So if they're yeah. a worldwide show. So, um, cause there was a couple of other shows, you know, on that weekend. So say the one I did Bahamas, I know there was one in Texas, but that was only for American citizens. So oh, okay. it, it, yeah. So I was just lucky that when I was looking through the shows and I literally had this in the pipeline, like I was like, well, I'm doing a Michelin Olympia. I'm doing this show. If I did, I'm doing that show from literally from when the schedule was released the year before, like I already, even though I didn't really announce it or talk about it really like to people, like that was always on the pipeline. It was just okay. a matter of, yeah. Like what was going to happen? So yeah, I decided to do that. So I'd already had the accommodation like booked. We hadn't booked the flights yet just because we weren't sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, decided. I did want to sleep on it though after I think I, I was just a little bit disheartened. I just wanted to just like real check in with myself. Um, I suppose just to see like, yeah, like can I definitely do this? Um, 
had a sleep and I was like, yeah, no, I'm like gunning for this. Like I believe in myself. Like I still had a lot more left in the tank. I was like, yeah. I am not ready to give this up. Like, especially having the opportunity, like in Australia, we only have two pro cards yep. in the whole year. So the fact that I was over there, I had another opportunity to win my pro card. Um, Absolutely. I was like, yep, yeah, no, booking flights, booking tan, booking makeup. Um, Yeah. So <laughs> did the Bahamas show and I had another show lined up as well. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, right. Can I, can I ask, you just mentioned, obviously, if you, you still have uh, a lot in the tank, mm. you know, obviously having walked the bodybuilding line several times myself, that obviously fatigue is mm. quite a big thing yeah. at the yeah. back end of the season. So were you experiencing yeah. a lot of fatigue, a lot of just yeah. feet around and that sort of stuff? At this I time? definitely was. But when I went to America, it's just like I had this whole extra tank just like, okay. <laughs> like just, yeah, I mean, just the excitement. Because when you think about it, that week, I competed amateur Olympia on the Tuesday. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, me and Joe went to like Universal on the Wednesday and then the actual official Olympia weekend started on the Thursday. So I was amongst it all. Like I went to the press conference. I went to meet the athletes that night, went to watch Every. the pre-judging. Went to, so it was just, I was so in it. And I yep. was at that stage living my dream. Like I can't even explain it. And I just had so many people message me saying like, you look like you're just living your dream. Like you're yeah, so wow. happy. And I'm like, I am. And all I was doing that week, essentially, I was in prep, like a lot of it, I was just, Going down, eating my food, sitting by the pool, um, training, obviously, doing cardio, whatever. But I was just amongst it, like, in that lifestyle. And I was just on cloud nine. Like, I was so happy. So, I was like, no, I've got more in me. Like, I want to do this. I want to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, unreal. Okay, cool, cool. Mm. So, you jump a flight to the Bahamas, Mm -hmm. book that show in, um, talk us through it. Because, obviously, we all know the end result. (laughs) <laughs> through the, the show day and then you know the experience of the uh the event yeah um so it's kind of funny because bahamas had has been as like a destination that i wanted to go to since i was a little girl yeah, um right. just because i watched like a movie and they went to the bahamas and me and my best friend and my sister were all just like we want to go there and then the show ended up being at that exact same hotel oh was it really um, oh, wow. so yeah so i'd always kind of wanted to go to the bahamas so i was just like yeah like i was very yeah, very excited about it yeah. Um, so we flew there. We only flew in the day before because it was only like, it was literally like a half an hour flight from Miami. So we oh, went wow. into, yeah, we went to Miami after Orlando where Olympia yep. was. Yep. Um, and then it was just that half an hour flight. So we did that. Um, and obviously that was just chill. I'd already done my training and stuff like that. Um, so just eating all the carbs, um, you know, that day and all the extra yep. food. And then, you know, went to Red Joe. Um, and yeah, people didn't really, I hadn't really kind of told people that I was kind of doing that show again. I was just in my own world over there. Obviously my close friends and stuff like that knew. Um, but then, yeah. And then, um, I did the show. So I think it was a lot less, it was a lot more relaxed that kind of like into that show as well. Like Joey had started reversing me as well. Um, I'd had like less cardio, yep. um, all that type of stuff. And it just kind of even half the time felt like I wasn't even in prep. Like it was, yeah, it was just I don't know, just going along with the motions, whatever. I was just very relaxed. Um, yeah, did you feel show. that made a difference because you were so relaxed? We did, yeah. yeah okay, interesting. <laughs> Not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Joey gave me, like, literally, like, um, food-wise, it was a little bit different as well, like, that night because he knew, obviously, by then I'd been in prep for – I did a 31-week prep in total. So mm-hmm. I'd been in prep almost 31 weeks. Like, even at Olympia, Olympia, he could tell he was like, you were looking a bit flat. Um, you're definitely looking flat. Hard like, hard I need, to, I fill need, out. Yeah, need yeah. to fill you out. So after the Olymp- like, amateur Olympia, like, we'd obviously gone out to have, like, a meal, like, burgers and stuff like that. Because um, cool. he was like, you need to eat. Like, normally, after all the other shows, it's very structured yep. what I eat. But after amateur Olympia, he's like, no, you, you, like, you need to. 
Um, and he kind of really liked how I looked the day after. He was like, he actually looked forward to <laughs> like just all that extra like sodium and like fats and stuff like that. So did a little bit similar, obviously not to that extreme, but before, yeah, that show, like I did have a burger like mm. for dinner, which is again, something that I've never done. I was very nervous. I was about to say, how do you, how'd you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, because I'm very like, I went in prep, like I won't let anyone else touch my meal. I won't let anyone else prep my meal. So for me, like I was just like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> like about 500 times. Uh, but he was like, I've, we've already got the data. Like I've been watching, like I, he was literally better like watch me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, and then it turned out like, I think after 31 weeks, my body just needed that. And he knew what my body needed. He clearly knows my body very well. Um, so I woke up, yeah, like really happy with kind of how we looked. Um, it was just chill. Like went to get my hair and makeup done, went to the show, um, did the show, did my division, obviously won my, um, won my division. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, went on, went to the overall. There was six of us in the overall. Yep. Um, kind like I knew that I was kind of in the mix because I was moved like I was in the middle but again like I didn't I really didn't know like yep. how it was gonna go um moved us off onto the side and then yeah then they called my number and that was just like shock yeah that was <laughs> I know. I remember that talking to cool. Joey in India about it, and he said, "Yeah, he 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 thought you'd won before uh, mm-hmm. they called you, but he again, you don't know, right? Because this is the yeah. Key. I would hate to judge IFB bikini. I think it'd be so yeah, oh absolutely, for NBA, so yeah, yeah. And what was good is because he um he bought like the VIP tickets as well, um, yeah. so he was like close, so I could see him. Yeah. Um, when they announced it. And I remember just like watching his face, his face, like mouth just like dropped open. <laughs> and I was just kind of looking at him and I was just like, oh my God. Um, so that was a pretty cool moment getting to actually, cause normally like, you know, the other competitions, I can't see him. Like yeah, I can hear him. I know roundabouts where he is, but like, you know, it's just dark. Whereas then like, yeah, it was like, yeah. So that was a very special moment. Then like, obviously they go when they start, um, you know, they interview you a little bit and yep. I, Again, the stare seems to be just when I envision all of my doing cardio, like doing doing the stair master seems to be when I just envision it. That seems to be always gets me through prep, getting through those things. And I can't even tell you the amount of times that I would kind of like just say like a speech in my head or just like envision that moment and stuff like that. I kind of knew what I'd what I'd say and who I who I'd thank and stuff like that. But when I got there, my mind was blank. Like I literally <laughs> was just. It was just, yeah, like literally when they say you're speechless, like I think I was definitely speechless. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. I can't really tell you what I said. I don't remember. But oh, no, it was that's nothing okay. of what I like, wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you know, you'd won the IPB Pro Cup, which you've been chasing for well, several years now. Was there mm-hmm. a point on the, and in particularly last year in that journey where, you know, you'd obviously, you'd fallen short at the state overalls, you'd fallen short mm-hmm. at the national overalls, you'd fallen short mm-hmm. at the Olympia. Was there a, any doubt in your mind you thought, oh, maybe this isn't my year? Um, When I got the second in Amateur Olympia. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there was that little bit of a doubt. Um, yeah. I then kind of moved on from it, like, quite quickly. Then I just reminded okay. myself, like, did I experience that doubt? Yeah, that's why I said I need to just have a night just to think about this before sure. I, you know, yep. do the Bahamas. But um, I just, this year, again, my mindset and my belief in myself, Self. Um, even those shows when I just missed out on the overall in Queensland, when I just missed out, you know, at nationals, um, I still just really believed in myself. Like I believed that 
I believed it was my time, like yep. for sure. As in, I believed that I was ready or that I was worthy of it. Whether or not it was actually going to be my time, you can't control that. Like you yep. can't control who turns up. Like you can't control any of that, like what the judges want and stuff like that. So obviously I knew that there was a chance that I couldn't get it. Absolutely. But yep. I just knew in my heart that I at least knew that I was worthy of it this year. Okay. Whereas say 2022, no, like I, I, I knew that I wasn't ready yet, you know, for it. Um, this year, yeah, it was just, I just had my bullet, that belief and kind of confidence in myself and just had to kind of like trust it and just see what happens really at the end. You don't know it's a subjective sport. You don't know what's going to yes. happen. I just yeah. knew that I'd put in the work and that, yeah, if I did win it, then yeah, I guess it was deserving because the judges, yeah, kind of decided that. <laughs> 100%. That's it. So obviously you've mentioned Joey several times now. I'd, I'd love to, because I've got, I've, I've asked him this same question on one of my podcasts previously in, in regards to your relationship as mm. an athlete, but you're also partners, right? So yeah. How, do, do the lines get blurred in that respect or does he just put his coaching hat on when he's coaching you? But then obviously outside of that, you guys are just like partners. Like it's an interesting yeah. dynamic. Mm. Yeah, how does that? Yeah, has there been discussions, arguments, Mm. flashing in regards to decisions and all sorts of stuff, or is it pretty smooth? Yeah, I think we handle it very well. Like, I really do think that we do. Like, I know some couples, and we obviously know a lot of couples industry. Like, you know, some can they work great together. Some they're like, no, like I couldn't have my yeah partner coach me. We, I think, definitely do it well. Do we have to? You know, sometimes. I'll have to say to him, like, you know, I need you to be my boyfriend right now instead of my own coach. Or he might say, you know, I'm telling you this as your coach or something like that. But it's not really something that has caused issues or anything like that with us. Like, we do handle it quite well. Um, I suppose as we get closer, I just like to question him a little bit more um, down the years. Over decisions, like, just, you know, like, stuff like that. I'd be eating this burger the night before a show. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Um, Whereas, like, if he had to tell me that, like, five years ago, I'd have been like, yep, whatever you say. Um... But yeah, no, honestly, I'm I, I'm lucky and like yeah, I'm lucky that we it doesn't really affect our relationship. Okay. And honestly, if, if it did, then yeah, potentially maybe I would need another coach. But we yeah, we handle it really well. And honestly, there is no one else um that I would trust um sure. to do my prep. Absolutely not. Like it's been, you know, seven years. He knows my body like so oh, well. Um yeah. And not only, and obviously, you know, we've grown together. Like he's grown as a coach, I've grown as an athlete, um, stuff like that. And I believe in his potential. I know how, I mean, I know everyone else knows how amazing he is. I just honestly believe, yeah, that he's an exceptional coach. And I don't want anyone else to coach me. So, (laughs) yeah. And another thing too is that I want to do it with him. Like what I used to say about, um, you know, even like with the IFBB thing, like, I wanted to be his first IFB pro. I wanted it to be something that, you know, we could do together and that we could experience, you know, so it's just as much his win as it kind of was mine. So that's cool. Yeah. That's mm. cool. Unreal. Mm. Um, so what's next? That's the biggest question. So, you know, obviously yeah. you've, I guess you've climbed the mountain in terms of the pro card, but there's still more to go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm right at the bottom of the mountain again. <laughs> you've gone the next, the first mountain, and then you've looked up and gone, "Oh crap, there's another one." Yeah, literally, this is like the the biggest mountain that there is out of all yeah. of them. So yeah. I really haven't seen anything yet. Um, so we're talking Olympia, right? That's the, that's the end game. Oh, if you're if you're talking about what's my ultimate dream, ultimate goal, absolutely. Yeah. Um, ultimate dream is to win the Miss Olympia, of course. Yeah. Um, but there is many, many, many um goals and stuff like that that I need to do first. So obviously, okay. the first thing and the first goal is to 
do my pro debut. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and and we, I don't know, have, we don't have pro shows in Australia, do we? For um, they have in the past. There hasn't been any for a couple of years. So the yep. last one, they actually did one in 2022 um, okay. in season A when I competed last time. Okay. Um, they're obviously very, very expensive to put on um, yep. as well. Um, so we'll see. Apparently there's talks of there being one in 2025. Right. Um, in Australia, for bikini, you know, the big, the bigger, more popular divisions anyway. Um, I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen or not. Um, but 2025 is the plan. That's when I will be competing, like regardless if they're going in Australia or not. Okay. Um, for me, my goal and dream anyway, especially after being in America, um, is to go over there for, you know, a month or two and just get to travel around. Like the, they have pro shows every single weekend. Um, I'm already looking at the 2020. Because it's pretty similar. I'm already looking at it going, oh, I would do this, I would do this, I would do this. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, I would love to do it this year. Like, absolutely love. Like, I'm just gutting to just be able to get on that pro stage. Yep. But I also know that I have work to do. And I still have some more growing to do. I'm still very tiny um, up against the pros. So this whole year, yeah, is just just for me to grow and just for me to, yeah, Unreal. work it finding those improvements and stuff like that. And then, yeah, it'll be 2025. So Exciting. if there's a pro show in Australia, then I'll try center it around that. Yep. Um, if not, it'll either be like, you know, the June, July, August time or like late October, November, kind okay. of factoring in season B in Australia, I suppose, as well. Yep. Um, so we'll just kind of wait till it gets a little bit closer um, to see. But I'm... Very, very, very excited for oh, that. Yeah, and just to like, you know, just knowing now that I, I mean, I kind of already am living my dream. Like I, for me, winning an IPB for a card was a dream. Like it was just a dream and then it was a goal and then it was a reality. So for me, again, I now know that when I'm standing up on stage, like I can be up against my idols, like, you yeah. know, the Olympias, the Jandoris, that Angelica has just come back from having a baby. Like she was someone who was always, you know, I thought she'd retired and now the opportunity for me to be able to, you know, be on stage with all these girls who were just my idols who I met at the, like, Olympia meet and greet um, just to now know that I can be on stage and be next to them. It's, yeah, it's crazy. That's unreal. <laughs> yeah. So how does so how does the off-season look then in regards to planning for that? Because obviously that's a very specific goal. We're not going to just tackle, you know, multiple shows or whatever. It's obviously IPB over in America. So training, mm-hmm. uh, are you practicing your posing every single day like how does it look for you in terms of obviously now stepping it up to be that IPB pro yeah so with that it comes um getting a re- new routine as well like for posing because we're allowed longer so the pros get longer to do their individual t- routine so okay. that's exciting because yep. I obviously love it um so absolutely refining that with my posing coach um Shanae, who I just adore um, so we'll be doing that in terms of training. It's just really focusing on, um, you know, just bringing out those points. So my feedback, I managed to speak to like the judge after I won my pro card, um, mm-hmm. as well. And he pretty much had kind of said like your proportions, like, you know, your stage versions, everything's amazing. Just those proportions, just bigger. <laughs> just a little bigger. So, you know, a bit more doubts, a bit more glutes, a bit more legs. Okay. Uh, me and Joey also noticed my arms were very, I've always had skinny arms. So again, we're just going to try just build them up a little bit as well. So okay. just really like overall growth, but just really, yeah, I've just, I've got to grow. Got to grow. So, cool. I mean, there will be probably like, you know, a mini cut or two in there depending on how it'll, you know, yeah, sure. yep. how that'll happen. But at the moment, I'm, yeah, 10 weeks post-show now. So the reverse is all like done. We're just in a surplus now and, yeah. Good, high energy, mm. just excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah cool. So we'll have more of a plan, I suppose, and we know exactly what time, if I'm doing like, you know, July, August or yeah. 
part yep. of mid-year, whatever. But again, if that, if that happens, my actual prep won't be starting until like Jen next year either. So yeah, um, yeah obviously the exact plan, we'll, we'll know a little bit more when it gets a little bit closer. But yeah. mm. How exciting. Mm. Unreal. So, mm-hmm. all right. So take it back to your you know, your 2014 debut year, what advice would you give yourself now given <laughs> the trajectory that you've been on, you know, or, okay, let, let's rephrase the question. You've got yeah. first timers or novice competitors that have that ambition to maybe make it to IFBB um, stage, compete internationally, pro card, all that sort of stuff. What's the advice? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose there's a lot, but I'll just, start I suppose and then just yeah keep going through them I think the first one as well especially if they're going into their first show is to be realistic about your expect expectations as well especially when it comes to the first show like I know it's obviously on a lot more social media and stuff like that now but a lot of like I see a lot of girls going into that first show expecting so much on that first show that they want to win their pro card on their first go yeah they want to win their overall on the first time and I just want to say like enjoy your times in the amateur ranks um for sure like enjoy that time, really spend that time getting to, you know, grow as an athlete, mature as an athlete and stuff like that. I'm honestly glad that it took me. Like I did my first show in 2014. I didn't win my first pro card till 2018. Um, And I'm so glad that it did because I had so many things I wanted to, you know, tick off. Obviously I had all those little milestones that I kind of wanted to achieve. And I'm glad because it had definitely helped me having to work for it so much, um, you know, and for so many years, I really just got to understand the importance that, you know, of being consistent, of, you know, staying focused on that goal. Um, Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. So yeah, that's just definitely something for first time competitors that I do want to say. Um, and that it's going to take time and just know that, um, you know, it did. Like for me, I started in 2014. I won my IFB Pro Card in 2023. Like it's been, yeah. a, it's been a long time. Obviously, I'm, you know, some people do it straight away. Some people will only have to take two or three years. Like I only started training in the gym when I was 22. Like it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry not like that but yeah just, just just know just understand and be committed and patient and another thing too I suppose if you are if you do have that dream it's just really ensuring that you are so passionate about it because when you're doing the same thing day in day out remaining so committed in your off season in your prep like you've got to love it like you've got to be passionate about it and that's why you know I think I've been able to be at it for so long and still have that ambition that drive that excitement just to do it every day it's just because I generally love it so much like yep. i really really do so oh, i can tell yeah. you can just tell by the enthusiasm in you in your <laughs> i suppose yeah. it, i suppose it helps to have a good coach too right uh, i suppose yeah <laughs> <laughs> he has a little bit to no, say absolutely oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> he is a big reason for my success as well yep. i know he likes to um yeah be very humble um and yes. just deflect all the praise to his competitors but yeah absolutely <laughs> actually speaking of that like you know if if you've got a first timer or someone who's sort of, you know, venturing into the sport making mm. sure that they get the right coach is very important, right? You've obviously seen, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've been backstage, you've obviously been with Joe for yeah. a while, but there's, yep. there's a lot of great coaches out there, but there's also a lot that are relatively inexperienced when it comes to this process, because it can be, it can be quite daunting, but also, um, you know, it's a fairly aggressive approach in terms of getting down to low body fat percentage and stuff. So someone's got to have your back in that regard, right? Yeah, absolutely. And they need yeah. to be someone that you can trust and you really do feel comfortable, you know, to ask questions and stuff like that as well. Like, I think it's definitely a red flag if you kind of ask your coach, oh, if you just kind of want to, want to understand why and they just like, let's do it. Like, just, yeah. you know, don't 
different. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's very important as well. And also, you know, maybe the first prep, the coach is also still kind of learning your body and stuff like that as well. Um, so also just, you know, I, it's just I say that just because sometimes I see competitors like coach swap and stuff like that. They may do one show, they don't get the result they want. So they'll automatically go to another coach. Like yes. that's not going to magically like, you know, fix something. Like um, there's a lot of other, yeah, elements and stuff like that that go into it. Um, yeah, yeah, Unreal. for sure. Yeah. And then I suppose if, if you're talking like bikini competitors as well, just not underestimating the importance of posing and presentation, yes, um, stage presence. I actually that. referenced in the, the podcast I did with Joe in India, or one of them, um, I referenced mm-hmm. a moment, uh, you, you've obviously listened to it, um, yeah. in Townsville. We we were, uh, yeah, we were all catching up for, you know, because we all only ever see each other at shows, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all works, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, so we all caught up for a beer at um, Longboards, and um, this was obviously uh, for the Townsville show. And uh, mm. I think Moni asked Joey where, where you were, and, you, and he said, oh, she's she's gone home to eat and practice a posing. And straight away, that just clicked in the back of my head. I said, well, that's dedication. But that's the requirement. <laughs> that's, yeah. You know, we're still several weeks out, but you wanted to make sure that that was a priority. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And mm. it really does, especially if you're talking about IFBB, like it, it's a whole nother level. And it's amazing. Even if you look at, you know, the Olympia this year, like Laura Lee, um, she got fourth. And she's someone who... I even was listening to her because I listened to a podcast and watch reviews and stuff like that. Like yep. after it, like coaches and like even a judge was kind of saying like physique wise, like she was in that like seven, eight place, but her, the way she poses, the way she looks on stage, just that aura, like everything about that, it yep. moved her up. Like it, it literally moved her up. So it really can, even just in terms of not even just the presentation, but just knowing how to, you know, hold your poses and stuff like that as well. Like it really can change the thought. You can have the best physique on the day, but if you are not, you know, posing in a way that really highlights that. Mm. It, it, yeah, like I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen people who they look incredible and they, they don't win because, yeah, they're, they're just not showing it off with their posing. Even the presentation, smile. Like I, <laughs> that's a big thing for me. Obviously being a dancer, for me, the presentation accounts for so much and it's something that I always notice, um, yes. you know, on stage. But it really does matter like so much. And if you're not, for me, like I don't need to practice smiling. I know as soon as I get on stage, that is my like element. I am home. Like I yep. just shine. But for a lot of people though, like you need they need you need to practice smiling. Um, you know, even like when, when you're rehearsing. And another thing too, practice without a mirror as well. Yeah. So Good you need tip. to practice with the mirror, but you also need to do half your posing away from the mirror and record yourself because when you go on stage, you're not gonna really if you haven't practiced without it, like you're not gonna really know how to adjust your poses and stuff like that. It's all on feel, yourself. right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you need to just do it so routinely just that it just yeah it's seamless yeah exactly yeah effortless flow that's so important Mm. so yeah (laughs) well you're right i mean you you raise a really good point because like i said before i'd hate to judge ifbb bikini because you know bikini compared to say i don't know classic physique or something you know Mm. obviously their detail and their muscularity and their conditioning is so much further down the line whereas bikini Mm. the detail isn't as dissimilar so yeah. it, it would, it you know, posing would be so integral to to um you know getting that uh that the judges to look at you compared to the next girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and right. then also just like 
like you said, because bikini is so hard to judge because it's mm. more on that, you know, kind of that look and the way that it, that look, that hourglass look that they're kind of looking for, it does look better, like different on everyone. Yeah. Um, so, and because bikini again is so subjective, just for first time competitors, you know, like if the results don't go your way, just remember that it is a subjective sport. It's no reflection on how hard you worked. Like, yeah, you could have worked harder than anyone, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's really, you know, how close your actual body on the stage looks to that criteria how well how the judges view view yeah. it as how close you are to the right criteria so yeah just really like don't let it you know try not try not to let it get you down obviously you can be disappointed um yeah, cool. but yeah just just really just understanding that it, it is a subjective sport <laughs> yeah absolutely no no and you, yeah. use it to drive you further you know go, go again go again mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah well, thank you, Lisa. I think we'll wind up there. I don't want to take up any thank more of your you. time. I'm sure you've got a day ahead. But I'll um I'll round up on the last question I ask all guests, and that is who would you have over for dinner? So it can be, obviously, anyone you like, fictional, non-fictional, uh, live, dead, male, female, multiple people if you want to have a <laughs> conversation. But it, it, uh, basically, personality-wise, who would you love to sit down and have a really good chat with? Yeah, I feel like I may be answering this wrong because I'm not really choosing anyone, like, famous, like, that a lot, no, whatever. For me, it's honestly, if I could have people over for dinner, it is to have my closest friends and family all in one place. And I say that because obviously I live away from a lot of people who are close to me. Um, So just to be able to just get that time just to talk with them all in one place, it's something that it's kind of impossible for it to kind of happen just on a, you know, like just because everyone is all over, you know, flights away and stuff like that. Just because, yeah, I'm so appreciative of my inner circle. I'm so, so grateful. So to have that. That is who I would choose. And then when it comes to, I think at the moment too, if there's people who I'd want to get at the table with me, with these days with podcasts, I get to hear them speak anyway. <laughs> like <laughs> I literally can't eat my dinner listening to them. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who I do look up to and that I would love to have conversations with, but I, I get to listen to them like every week. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of my answer. <laughs> okay. No, fair. Absolutely. Like people have said, their grandparents and, you know, all this sort of stuff before. So it's an open-ended question, you know, whoever you'd mm-hmm. like and that's your decision. So that's really cool. That's really mm-hmm. nice. Um, so if people want to obviously follow along your journey and, you know, the, the road yeah. to 2025, um, what's your mm-hmm. um, Instagram's your primary sort of social media, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just Instagram, Lisa Jane Reid. Lisa Jane um, Easy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's- <laughs> I'm trying to share more. I'm not very good at sharing things on social media, I guess. I always just started and it was just a thing for me competing. Like I didn't really share much at all. Yep. Probably a bit of a private person, but I really am trying to make more of an effort, especially when it comes to this, you know, 2025 um, yep. kind of pro debut as well. I have had people kind of say, we really want to see what you do. So yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, yeah, just now, like as an ICP pro, I want to be able to share a little bit more of my journey and stuff like that as well. Cause I'm sure 100%. I, I love, like, like I said, I love watching, the journey of all of my art, like my idols in the industry. So, Absolutely. well, there could be a first yes, timer out there that that is following along, and you you inspire them to you know follow <laughs> your path. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's yeah, that, that that's wild to even think about. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very yeah. true. Unreal. Well, look, I'll, I'll wind it up there, but thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate your time. It was a great insight into obviously you know what's been a long journey, but a very successful yeah. one. Um, you know, you've obviously put in tremendous amount of work and, and with that comes a lot of passion and dedication. So, you know, you're a testament mm-hmm. to that. And, um, you know, I'll, anyone who's listening will probably join me in wishing you the best in regards to um, your future endeavours and we'll watch with bated breath um, in terms of the next time you're on stage for sure with really achieving great success. <laughs> Thank you so, so, so much.
much. No, I probably. really appreciate it. And yeah, I've enjoyed getting to have the chat with you too. I know I listen to Joey chatting with you on there all the time. So my turn. <laughs> <laughs> it was your turn. And look, I'll, I'll, I'll grab him every chance I get because he's obviously a lot of goals. But I thought, you know yeah. what, let's, let's give Lisa a go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no problem at all. Thank you very much. Well, that was a great chat with Lisa, and I have to thank her once again for her time on what would be a busy Friday morning for her, but also just the transparency, honesty, and passion she has um, in delivering not only her story, but also just a message regarding the fact that anyone can do this with a lot of determination, commitment, and desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this, please share it on your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. Tag Lisa on her Instagram as well. If you're interested in any of my coaching story, my coaching stories. If you're interested in any of my uh, coaching services, please jump on Paul's Body Engineering or jump on the link in my Instagram bio. Uh, other than that, as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.